This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Help me appreciate the choir one more time. Before we take our seat, let's read Isaiah 40 verse 29. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Bible says, or let's start from verse 28. As thou not known, as thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not. <laughs> so God does not faint. Neither should his people faint. Hallelujah. Mm. Neither is he weary. This is awesome. This is why forever he carries us. He does not faint and he does not grow weary. And the Bible said there is no searching of his understanding. Verse 29. He giveth power to the faint. Because he doesn't faint, he helps those who are fainting. We are unlimited in Christ. We are beyond limits. Hallelujah. There is provision for your weakness in Christ. Wow. And to them that have no minds, he <laughs> hallelujah that is the reason for verse 30 because he given power to the faith and to those who have no might increase their strength then verse 30 will automatically happen the bible says even the youth shall faint and be weary and young men shall utterly fall but hallelujah I belong to the dark class of birds. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run. They shall walk. Somebody give God praise. <laughs> they that wait upon the Lord. In the place of waiting, there is an exchange. Their weaknesses begin to disappear and strength comes to replace it. Hallelujah. Consequently, they cannot faint because there is a, an energy that comes from him to them. Have you seen this morning? God bless you. They that wait upon the Lord. He said he given strength. He given power. This is the reason why we stand. I want to read Jeremiah 1 again, where we stop first service. Jeremiah 1, let's start from verse 4. And God said, The word Lord came to Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1 4. The word, then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Verse 5 Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. 
And before thou comest out of the womb, I sanctify thee and ordain thee a prophet unto the nations. Verse 6. Then said Ah. <laughs> it shocked him. <laughs> it said, Behold, I cannot speak. Ah. We should not have any reason to reject an offer from the king. Hallelujah. Because from the moment God tells you to do something, it becomes your ability to do it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Moses answered like this guy. He said, I'm a stammerer. And the Lord said, but I will be with your mouth. So, <laughs> Jeremiah said, I cannot speak. I'm a child. Then God said, you can never win an argument with God. He will never say, okay, it's true, so you can't speak. Okay, let me go to someone else. Verse 7. Then God said, but the Lord said to me, say not that I'm a child, for thou shalt go. There is a way you must not talk. You must never say, when the praise of God is at work in you, never say, I cannot do this. This is difficult. This is impossible. On the contrary, divine ability enables you to begin to make a statement like Paul made. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Once your energy comes from Jesus, all things are possible. Hallelujah. Don't say oh, it's so sad that too many believers look at their limitations. You are not called to everything. But for the things that the Lord will have you do, stop talking about how limited you think you are. Hallelujah. Let's go to Gideon. We come back to Jeremiah. The Lord said that, boy, never talk like that again. Don't say you cannot speak. Because I am going to send you, and when I send you, you will speak. Glory to God. You know, I brought something out of life of Jeremiah for service. And this talks about divine purpose. And I think what got me thinking that way when I was talking to Shola yesterday. And we were, so I was talking from Acts chapter 7. When the Bible says concerning, Isaiah verse 27, and concerning Moses, that when he was about 40 years, he came to his heart to visit his people. And I said that the prayer we can pray for Shola, which I usually pray for people when they turn 40, is that it will come to their hearts. What is it? IT, as in it. The Bible refused to give us the definition in that chapter. Except to read the Bible. But something, the Bible says, when Moses was about 40 years old, it came to his heart. What? It. IT. It came to his heart to visit his people. And I said, I, it's a beautiful thing when you always let the word of God challenge you. It is very easy to think in a way contrary to God's way 
by bringing down even the workings of God in your life. Now, I don't know why the Spirit of God is making me to come this way again. When Moses was born, there was no angelic announcement. The Bible says a man of Levi went to meet a woman of Levi and she got pregnant. Moses, in other words, for the, it did not look like a Messiah of a sort was being born. It did not look like somebody that we part see was being born. You would have expected that the birth of someone like that should be uh, eroded by an angelic uh, announcement or the mother seeing the sun and the moon and then a voice saying that the son you shall give birth to. Does that not give hope to many of you that your mom didn't see any angel when she was about to give birth to you? Because in the church of Jesus Christ, people rate very highly. Those who talk about the fact that you see, my mom fasted for 40 days and a prophet told my mom that this son you're about to give birth to will do wonders on earth. God didn't test off her mom. It's not necessary. So there was no such thing about Moses. Nothing like that. Thank God for those with, with that kind of experience. Nothing. The mother just thought, the way this child is crying, they will hear his voice one day and come and kill all of us. So she put him on water. In all the things about Moses, it did not look as if God was involved. But you know what? It was God. God speaks at times. He can use prophet, use a word. At times he can use a thought. To the mother of Moses, it looked like she just thought it out that let's make a basket and put this boy there. But it was the divine hand of God working. Can I hear me? Are you alive this morning? There might be many things in your life they look like ordinary activities, but behind them is the most high himself. Are you with me? So it didn't look like it. And this is the funny thing, sir. Till Moses Club 40, there was no sign, nothing to show that he was a divine person or he was on a special assignment. When Moses was 38, he was still dressing like Egyptians, eating their food when he was 39. But the Bible says when the clock 40, it came to his heart. Ah, I can only pray. Whatever it is for you, your own IT, may it come to your heart. All of a sudden, he went out to visit them. He did not go out to visit them a year before, five years before, ten years before something changed he came to his heart and then he went to visit and ended up killing an egyptian tormenting an israelite something happened now in the case of jeremiah also jeremiah maybe around this time maybe he was 20 i suppose when he was seven when he was eight when he was nine if it, if his mom had told him that you are a prophet he wouldn't be shocked when god said it to him it did not look like there was anything special about Jeremiah. I am standing before many people listening to me this morning. The first 15, 20, 30, 40 years of your life might have not looked like that the destiny of a nation rests on your shoulder. It might have not looked like you are the man the whole world is waiting for. It might have not looked like there is something unusual about to break forth from your life. But I bring you this message this morning. Whether you know it or you don't, there is something about you beyond what you know about yourself. And you know what? It begins to spring forth from now. Maybe Jeremiah failed maths in school. 
and he did not know that a word for a nation was in his mouth. Maybe a lady walked out on him. <laughs> Hallelujah. But one day, God said, before I formed thee, I knew it. I knew you. He said, Jeremiah, I planned everything. And I am not ordaining you now to be a prophet. I ordain you since when you were still taking Serilac before then. But I just want you to know now. What has God said about you that you don't have an idea of right now? So this is why we pray. Is somebody with me this morning? I need to hear you talk. I need to know you are with me. If you are with me, say loud amen. amen. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes I try to imagine what, what, what is it? We don't know. Because in God's wisdom, for the first 20 years, he might not show any sign that there's something about you. So you live like every other person. But one day, but we are going today talking about the fact that, so I, I'm going to look at Gideon, and this way I want to, but let me say, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Some of the things I instructed them during first service, and I want to say it again. From the last Sunday of the month, from this last Sunday, five o'clock to seven i will be personally taking a class on shape because i have received the leading to do so that is called training ministers in the church and the reason is that everyone in this church must be a minister we had a video a kind of training and i explained to them shape on friday shape you will be extremely successful when you understand the concept of shape that requiring brought forth. It's an acronym for write down the word shape, but you can write it down vertically. The S there represents your spiritual gifts. The H represents your heart or slash passion. The A there represents your abilities. The P represents your personality. And the E there represents your experience. These five things, they define you. And when you want to know your assignment in life, now this is not only applicable to spiritual things. If you want to know even the career and where you fit in most, you must interact very well. You must understand your shape. Your five, these five things. Everybody is not wired the same way. Ah. Out of all of them, the one that is a bit difficult to describe is the spiritual gifts. Here is the point. You will not know the gift you have at times until you practice. When we tell people about small group, they don't understand what we are saying. There, many of these things cannot happen in a big church. When we are with five and you are with ten, that is when you begin to understand your shape properly. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Personalities are not the same. That you are quiet is not a cause, it's a blessing. There is a reason why your temperament is the way it is. And when you find your shape, there are people listening to me, just like I said in first service, Many people are doing what they don't like to do. 
Many people are struggling. There is, there are a few things in life. They resonate with your personality and they gel with your experience. They gel with your shape. All other things, you will struggle to do them. But there is something, when you talk about your heart, that is where your heart is and that is where your personality will thrive. Some of you love doing the same thing over and over again. Why some? Once they do something twice, it's boring and I don't want to do it again. God made it so. They begin to be a pointer to the direction you should go in life. But you see, the first and foremost of these things is to begin to understand what are you to do for God. You know, I try to tell them first service because I've said it before. I want to go very quickly to so maybe I would say you should just listen to first service. It's only once in a while that I repeat too much of what I've said before. And everybody listen to me. Inside what I've just shared now is success. Even if you are called to be a preacher, you cannot preach like every other person. Your message will come out successfully when you understand your shape. This concept of shape, two businessmen, it is when you do it the way it gels with your personality that you experience success. It is true. All the people that they have awarded World Footballer of the Year, all of them don't play the same way when they are playing ball. Can I say this? Many singers don't know. Until your shape enters your song, your song cannot bless generation. This is why, check all the songs you like by different singers. They all don't sound alike, but there's a reason why you like them. Everybody has brought its own flair. There is a flair. There is something about you. Until it comes into what you are doing, it won't come out as it should. Because the creator made you to be original. And your shape is totally different from that of another person. It might be similar to that of some, but there are some differences. Are you getting what I'm saying? Whatever you learn from people, until your shape comes into it, you can be successful a little by making the person. Great success will only come when you learn it, it enters you, it follows your shape. It's adjusted a little. Did you just get what I've just said now? Hallelujah. Why I'm going to be taking these classes is that we need ministers. I announced something for service, which I can as well say now. See, these are my thoughts. But what are the thoughts coming from you? So one of some thoughts is, I've said that, I said they should get me a date very soon. Maybe it's in our next week. I want to know when we can do a medical outreach and treat between 500 and 1,000 people in this community. When I drive around, there are ghetto areas around this area. Sorry for using word. I mean, I'm trying to describe so that around this area. And I know many of them can't afford to go to hospital. See, when we, I told them at the other night, the gift of healing, thank God for all the miracles and what to hear the testimony. But it does not mean God heals by his power, but he also heals through medicine. There's nothing wrong in taking medicine. But take it by faith. And if you grow more, you can actually be off it completely. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you see, for the people out there, the Bible says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing all them oppressed of the devil. What was doing good there? Two things, doing good. So we don't only do healing service. We should also do medical outreach. Did you hear what I said? Yes, 
And I said that well, I don't know. We have a lot of doctors here now, and I'm going to beg them to ask other doctors to join them. If we have up to 50 doctors on duty that day, maybe it's going to be one Saturday between now and the next two months. That way, doctors and pharmacists among us and nurses, they will buy drugs. And I'm thinking that we should include glasses for people. Because an average person now, they, they can't afford it. And you know what? There's no plan. Nature is not planning to do anything about that. This is why we are the church. And that's why church must be rich. If you are not rich, you can't reach people. Are you getting what I'm saying? And my target on that Saturday is I let 1,000 people be treated. Because some of the daughters, the ones who are not members here, we have to give them some money for their time. And we have to buy drugs. Because they will bring kids, some machines they will bring, we pay for them to bring them. We've done it before. Some years back, we are doing it again. A very, and three or four weeks ago, I announced, see, I love it when people respond. I just announced here on this pulpit, so I'm giving this, I won't mention who did this, one of the leaders. I just announced that when are we going to start feeding the poor? And somebody made it after service and said that, I, I love that, one of the leaders. And the person gave two million straight away. That let's start this. I said, Lord, this is, see, church is not the pastor on Sunday when we come like this. We should come and talk about, we should come and give God praise for what we have done. Personal ministry all through the week and receive instruction of further things to all receive energy by the word of God. Not that you come on Sunday, watch one man preach, watch choir sing until next Sunday. Every Christian has got to have a ministry. If you ask me that I want to begin to visit people in the hospital, I can help you announce that all other guys, because you don't know everybody, but I have the privilege of standing before everybody. I don't know everybody also, but I can help you announce that how many of you are interested in visiting hospital on a weekly basis. So we put you together in a group. You design the arrangement yourself and you start. When I told that brother, I said, thank you for the money you gave. And this, I just said, but I don't know how to arrange to feed the poor. So I told her, sir, can you be in charge? I will help you announce. Others will join you. Because I don't know, uh, I give, pastor, but I don't know how to organize. Because this is what I believe. I told them at the night, I'm not trying to sound humble. I personally believe that an average person in this church is far more gifted than myself. My life is streamlined. All I do is to pray, study the word and read Christian books. You do a lot of other things. When it comes to creativity, I depend a lot on the leaders in the church because I believe the most painful thing is that this is happening in every church. The most gifted people sit down and do nothing. Because you are not called to lay hands on the sick, every Christian can actually do that because we are called to do that. But because you are not a reabonke, you are not a prophet in that sense. So you feel, and re listen to me, no assignment is greater than another. All assignments, all assignments. I told them one day, if you go to redemption camp, when they're having their convention, they get to like five, six million. The distance between Pastor Deboya and the first row is almost 200 meters. If the sun goes off, there is no anointing that will make people hear what he's saying. Tell me that these guys are not important. As I'm speaking, there are many people watching. I that I'm speaking, I am not more important than this lady behind camera here. Because I cannot use the anointing without camera to say all over England, start watching. Watch, 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 watch. 
and then I appear on their phone. <laughs> no. Are you getting now? Someone put on the gen now. If the gen goes off for five minutes, all of you will start doing like this. The heat that you feel inside this all. Everybody, what Jesus does not want, like the parable of talent, is for you to say, I am nothing, I'm doing nothing. Many of these assignments, we carry them in groups. Why don't you come up with a group? I've just told you about shape now. There is something in your hearts. I have thought about reaching out to old people before they have been forsaken by their children. What about single mothers? You know, everybody, I said this in church and it shocks some people. You know, I like thinking deeply. We tell people to live a, a marriage that is an abusive marriage. And forever, I stand by that. If a man is hitting you, I'll be the first one to tell you that pack your load. I'm not even saying you should divorce him. At least save your life. Live first. If he changes, if he doesn't change, many have died that way. In being told by some Christopher, you know, endure it. You don't need to endure rubbish. But then the other side is this. If a woman has three kids and a man is beating her and she leaves, she leaves that marriage. You single guys here, can you marry such? So you see a beautiful girl in the church and as you get close, she tells you that I have three kids. What will your parents say when you take her home? <laughs> they call you to corner, say, come, <laughs> show the equation. <laughs> Are you all right? And they begin to talk. You see, do you understand now? They apply to some of these women. This is why I usually say to people, from the beginning, please get it right. Because once you have children, chances will start getting... So you can find some extraordinary men. They don't care. Actually, they can marry you like that. But how many of them? How many of them? I'm, I was about going to Gideon. But you see, I'm talking to... It's not every Sunday... Every Sunday I teach, but sometimes we just need to really talk. And what you will do to justify the fact that you have listened to this message is that immediately after the service, do something about what I'm saying. Okay, I told you about feeling, if I told you, I'll tell you about it. But there are things in your heart that nobody has heard about. And in some cases, they can be common things. Why don't you just get five people? This is small group. You know what? We like reaching out to people. A friend of mine translated Bible into Fufude, the language that the full language speak. And he did it with some people. It is when you have this idea and you connect with three other, four, four, five other people in the church, the way they will help you to, what we come out will surprise you also. There is so much power when we come together. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. You see, I imagine that this church gets to a point where we have 100,000 small groups. 8 people, 10 people, 12 people, 8 people, 10 people. So what will happen is that especially in some parts of the country where they don't like Christians and the rest. When you tell them that come for service, they will not come. When you tell them to come to your house for a discussion, they will come. Do you know there are women who will say that I'm not a Christian, I belong to this religion, I cannot come for your service. But if you are talking as a group about things that pertain to women, Raising children and everything, they will. See, Christianity has a lot of advantage. We don't use them. In my daughter's school, they brought a man to come and speak about to raise a child. 
Funny enough, it's a spirit-filled pastor in the boy. He did not speak as a pastor. He spoke on how to raise children. Boy, he had that dear that said, the Bible said I'm a Christian. But he thought generally, even people in their stuff were waiting to see him after the meeting. Do you know how many non-Christians talk to Pastor Kingsley regularly? Some things are general. Marital problems are, and they know that believers are the ones who teach along this line. Because we are the only people that we are told to marry one woman. And that is what every woman wants, to be the only wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you following me? Glory to God. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? This is important. But we don't. You might be a little older. You'll be married for me. You are in your mid-30s. Married for some years. And your marriage is wonderful. You can actually team up with three or four other couples that can we begin to have something for newlyweds. Just a two, anytime people, people are just married, they, they, are, they are been together for less than six months. We can pass some things to them, tell them some things that will help them to start well. Because at times, people, they shake at the beginning and get it well at the end. But there is a way that some can shake and never get it again. The marriage can start on a wrong note and then they never recover again. Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? I, I just mentioned few things. The Lord does not want you to come on Sunday and that is all you do. And there's so much going on inside you. So much. Hallelujah. What I said just now about the uh, free medical treatment should have come from doctors who are in church. There are some of you, your career is also your ministry. Why some? You do something, but it's a different. If you want to now powerful this, I told them I do, and I pastor Toby uh, um, is now in Canada, one of our pastors here. He just woke up to me one day and he said that he went for chess competition. And he said, Let us, he said, Saturday, our all, he said, Let's do chess competition on Saturday. The people I saw that day, I saw a lot of people who had said that they, they were not, they were not going to have anything to do with church. They came. When the commission ended, we even gave money to the winner. Pastor Money preached a simple message and some of them gave their life to Christ. It was a wonderful thing. People came from all over to, they put tables and put chairs, a lot of chairs, but all over the hall. You know, at times I pass, I see beauty pageants and you hear some of them complain that the winner slept with this one and I said that, well, Without them exposing their body anyhow, Christians can do something. There is, remember, the last part of that shape is experience. Some of the experiences many of you have had in life, glorify God with them by doing something with them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I will never forget a pastor. It's, when you, I will never forget a pastor who told me. He's an elderly man now. He used to be a lawyer and he stood in for somebody and the person ran away as he got around. So police arrested him. <laughs> and when he sat down in the prison, he was praying, he thought, that, Lord, what kind of wahala is this? And he said that he thought the law would speak to police, they would release him. The Holy Spirit just told him that I have been telling you about prison evangelism. <laughs> and he said, Lord, I will do it. And the police came and freed him. They said, You can go. So God brought him, but he passed a night there. He said, in the night he sat there, he was praying that, Lord, what am I doing here? 
and the Holy Spirit just answered that. I've been telling you about preaching evangelism. You did nothing about it. Now that you are there, you understand. He said, Lord. And when you tell God, Lord, I understand, your calamity will end immediately. So in the morning, they said, go. And it was one I have not begged you. I was begging you all through last night. You refused. Now I'm not begging you. said, I should go. Why? Purpose has been communicated. The question must you wait for God to corner you like that before you start doing something for him? I told you, many of you have heard me talk about the woman that was sick for a long time. Nobody from her church checked her. I don't know the name of the church. It happened many years ago. And she came back to church and she went to the pastor's office that I was in the hospital for about three months and nobody checked me. He said, can I start a department checking people in this church? That woman, that is a Christian. Some other people will not come to church again. She said that, look, you did this to me, but I don't want this to happen to someone else. So she started the unit. Yeah. Somebody asked Rick Warren, that largest Baptist church in America, that he went to prison or so to preach. And he said, Pastor, church is doing nothing about people in prison. And the pastor said, we, church is doing nothing? What about you? Are you not a member of the church? He said, you know what? Church has done something. We have given the word to you. You have on our behalf, you've gone to prison to speak to people. What you should do is that come back and tell us how we can be more organized. Because we have already done something by you going there. You are a member of the church. Did you get that? Because that's where some Christian thought that what is church doing about it? Are you not the church? What you should say is that, look, as one member of the church, I might not be able to single-handedly do this. Can you give me some more people that we can do this together? And we will help you announce. We will ask you to meet with them by yourself. Then you guys will sit down and develop a plan. And stick to it. And it will shock you how God will start increasing it, that you need more and more people, and you have more people, and then you start dividing more. Hospital team can get to like 200 and you tell yourself, okay, you know what? Because you must not lose grip of the principle of 10, 12 people. Jesus appointed 12 disciples for, for a reason. Jacob, 12 sons. You should not grow past 12 in that kind of, when it comes to something like that. So the 12 of you can always pray together, keep in touch, become friends. Yes. So when you are more than, okay, you know what? Can we break it now? Let's divide all hospitals in Nikeja. Group one, this is where you go. Group two. And after I can say, you know what? Let this group deal with women who are giving birth to children. They are the ones that you give attention to. We will deal with children who are in the hospital. Oh, this group will deal with elderly who are in the hospital. And, and there's no end to this thing that we are saying. A purpose can be created around cooking. I don't know why. I was planning to do a teaching on God's ability, which I already started in a Christian. And it just coming to me that as I look at everybody, I see people endowed and blessed by God. But who are just okay to come to church on Sunday and not let Jesus through you bless your world. You are the light of the world, not the light of the church. We come here to worship, we come here to listen to the word of God. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you should be out there doing something for your Lord. Transforming lives and blessing people. Yeah. See, we can come on Sunday morning and be 2,000. But during the week, if we count us, we can be up to 100,000. 
Because each of the 2,000 coming on Sunday is also reaching out to 10, 10 people here and there. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the way it's supposed to be. At times, some of the pains that you have suffered is a pointer to some people that you should help. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. Any assignments I want to do, I know which of the pastor to tell. Because they all have different gifts. And we spend time enough together to know each person personally. If it's about writing something, I know who to tell. If it's about consulting and all those, I know who to tell. Those of them are the owner, I've told you before about Joshua's ability when it comes to slides and PowerPoints, and you saw a flash of that. You remember? How many of you are the owner? Can I see your hand? Okay. You saw a bit of that. What he did that night, people paid the organization millions for him to do it. And he has done that kind of training for MDs or banks in Nigeria, MDs. MDs that you know. He will be doing a training and be asking them to answer a question. And Mr. So, can you answer that question? So, what? So, but free of charge that night. See, that's the blessing of the church. There is nothing people need that is not inside the house of God. Many times, we don't know. You don't know the person sitting by your side. And this is happening every Sunday. I'm not saying we should begin to take advantage of one another because some people can take and you want to beg. So, oh, every blessing is in church. Then you want to ask somebody, no, that's not what we are saying. But understanding people and the roles. This house is just, as I'm looking at it, but that's what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, my picture, the vision I have, which I've been saying to them, when we move out of this place, where we move to, we're not just being where you just enter the church. When you go out of the church, you go into a foyer. You want to have a foyer around the entire building. So if they lock up the hall, you can actually have meetings without entering church. And we are planning to create a lot of classes for all these things. So you don't, you can come to church and not enter the main building. But you enter some other places, different conference hall. That's planned. We are planning seriously for children's church. And the picture I have in mind, I went to Port House to look at their children's church and I said that I love this. Because the one here, we need space now. Yes. So that's the plan. In July, we'll be splitting to three services. We do that because children's church seem not able to we have we just have to do that we do that till we move i'm praying that we move very fast Amen. if we do one service here imagine what will happen amen we used to park in the next compound before but some other company have bought it and they don't want us to park there you know we are not the time that we start getting angry and start saying that lord we cost them <laughs> You know, believers have done all sorts. When we're looking for venue, there were venues I went to, we love. We don't want church. And I'll just say, no problem. The only one person I tell, I say, oh, God, please say it calmly. We are no enemies. But I know that some church, one woman said, he said, before, he said, I was, he said before my husband died, he made me to swear 
that I must not give any of properties to a church. I said, was the husband a Christian? She said, yes. He said, because churches will come in and they will pay the force and they won't pay again. And when you start pressuring them for your money, they will pray against you. I said, but that's not the church of Christ. A real church will pay for anything you are using. You pay. And if the owner says, go, you go. It's not the only building in the world. Say, so, you know, as we go, your building will shut down. That is, not the, that is not the spirit of God. And this is African Christianity. They are still working in the light of um, the idols we worship before, Shango, killing all your enemies. In Africa's love, prayers against the enemies. And you also, you are someone's enemy. It's amazing. Lord, kill them. Lord, let them die. Lord, if God should answer your prayer, you will kill everybody. Those things are not, they are not just necessary. If somebody says, not give you their building, leave them alone. That's all. For whatever, leave them with their reason. God will give you something better. None of those places was as good as this place. We didn't know then. Are you with me? Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Wherever you are on your seat, can you just pray in a moment that, Lord, I'm already a vessel of honor into your hand, in your hands. Help me. I will continue on Gideon, maybe on Wednesday. I was about to show you what the angel said to him. Because God sees what we don't see. I don't want anybody walking out of this workout. I don't want anybody to walk out of this service today and still go back to bench warming. Why don't you ask for a revelation of what God will have you do? Why don't you ask? What is the gift? What is the assignment? At least I can begin from somewhere with some people. Believe me sincerely. Great blessings are in what I've just shared with us this morning in us doing this. You can ask for all the fashionists in church and begin to pray together and start planning. It's always a plan towards outreach. Yes. When Jesus said, Go into all the world, look at everybody. They use the word cosmos. There are places in the Bible that the word is called ion. When Jesus said, Go into all the world, Mark 16 15, cosmos. It means every realm of human existence, which means every profession, everywhere. Students were police world, lawyers everywhere. When this church was one year old, we had an outreach for Kada riders. These are the things I'm thinking can come by. What happened? The way they will drive nonsense at times, which is making them to bad, and they will insult you. They insulted the member one that said, instead of getting angry, let's do a program, cook for all of them. And tell them that that you write the Okada does not mean you should be insulting people. The whole front of the church was filled with Okada, and they came. Yoruba Ibu, all of them came. And it was a blessing. Then you will discover that with a little teaching, these people will not always be nasty as they've always been. Somehow, people are a product of the environment they live in. If you show some people love and bring out of where they stay, 
their approach to life will change. It is true. Hallelujah. It is true. Two weeks ago, I was in Florida. And the hall where I sat, we all left our phone, my tab and everything, and we're talking outside. My Nigerian mind just remember. I, I went in. Then I, I was about to, and I just said, ah, we are not in Nigeria. So I left it there. Because everybody, nobody was keeping phone. Nobody was keeping phone, keeping anything. In Nigeria, even in church, you put your phone. Just don't let it be a good phone. It will disappear in righteousness. Because of the environment that we live. Somebody feels that by selling it, he can actually eat dinner. Hallelujah. You know that in most of the advanced nations, they don't have fences. Some estates are like Nigeria, but the estate is like that in Nigeria. The main gates, the kind of security you see there, the place better be well fortified. How can you not have fence in Africa? And then you put burglary. Like you're already showing by faith that you know where you stay. And you can't blame us for doing that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Is someone blessed this morning? I've not done much teaching this morning. I've just been doing more of instructing people. We need men to rise. We need people. One of the things that has helped and that is helping me, I belong to a group of praying friends who love God. Before I became a pastor, you will have to explain to the rest if your wife should report. But we were not even married then. You tell them that you met a lady who questioned you inside out, not out of, out of accountability. And it helped all of us. One of us was in a school where they now operate full campus system. And a lady passed a night in his house. Sincerely, nothing happened because we could trust him. He said, look, nothing happened. But for allowing that, I'm not even saying that you should pick on yourself, but we just decided that, look, you have to be accountable. Yeah. When somebody gave me my first car, my first car in the church, when I started pastoring, we were less than 20 in the church. And somebody gave me a SUV. Somebody who just came from Harvard, went to school together, I went to do master in Harvard, and he began into car deal and everything. It was a very fun. Now, you've heard me share, but I will close with this. So you heard me share before, but God is a very, you know, God might want to just entertain you. Under Allah was the car raining then. I wanted under Allah. I remember it was 590,000 that time. Nigeria has moved. Car of 590 now. 590. And all my life, everything, and I didn't want to tell my parents, they were in Abuja about because I just started pastoring, and I said I won't go for anything. All my, I was not my just left university, university about then. All my, anything I tried to do, I couldn't reach up to 50,000. <laughs> I called my friend, can you guys borrow me 20? This was, my father could have given, but I just I wanted, I was like, oh God, what do I do? So, Somehow this friend just came and he said that, you know, he's a pastor, you know, now. He was, he was doing law, he, he was, and then he went to Harvard University to do his master's. 
and then he started carrying that. He just said, "Look, I'm a man of faith." He said, "Demonstrate faith that I'm supposed to be part of this business by use your faith to raise up to hundred. He said, "If you do, I will get under Allah, pay from my car dealers." Ah, I said, "If I can get hundred thousand, I was happy. I went home. I called like several friends. Can I ask five five thousand? <laughs> All I had was I had excuses." Finally, I did my best. The money got to 100. I ran to it. So I said, okay, this is 100. And then for like a week, he didn't see anything. And my 100 was with him. <laughs> you know, he said, I was just thinking, hey, if you think, <laughs> because we are calling on the name of the Lord. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking. That. Then he just called the Saturday after. He said, where are you, sir? I said, oh, I'm in. So he said oh, please come, come, come. Come to my place. So I got there. He sat down inside this SUV. Honestly, I was looking at that. So I can't see Allah. He said, when I was praying that the Lord said I should give you, they said, out of the cars I brought into the country, he said, I was not planning to get Allah for you. I just wanted you to use your faith a little. And they gave me the key. As I was driving home, I thought I was floating. You know, poverty is not good. The following week, I took the car to car dealer on Towing Street there. I wanted to sell because the car was about 3.2 then and Allah was 590. So I said to God, I'm going to sell this car by Allah. And it was poverty. But to cover it up, I said, God, and I will give you the money. One of the times when the Lord said to me that, did I, need, did I tell you that I want? I said, Lord, we don't have equipment in the church. That we, I, I was going to, that was what I wanted to do. He said, I'm not asking for your help. He said, use the car. This man is a prophet. You know, two days after he called, he said, don't see the Lord. Don't sell that car. Then I told God again. I said, God, if anything happens to this car, I don't have anything in the account to fix it. So that a servant of God will not fight. So because if they bash this car, they better bash me also. Because there is nothing to fix anything. Do you know for over one year, six months. I never changed one tire. I never changed anything on the car. All my friends will drive the car. One drove me to Abuja. Nothing happened to the car all through that time. God just helped me to keep it. Because I didn't have anything to fix anything there. Now, this is the funny thing. When he gave me the car and I was driving, I picked it up in the Kedja Jari and I was going. I was staying with Shola that God, that did his bed yesterday. For, you know, I wasn't minded. So I was cutting with Shola the way. O'clock 40 yesterday, and I was staying with Pastor Joshua. All of them knew that I was believing God for Allah. So when the guy called me to come to Jihad, I didn't know what I was going for, so I didn't tell them. So I came back with this car, and I parked outside. And I went inside to tell them the great news. So I said, the car is here. Everybody was happy. They didn't let me finish the weekend. They thought it was the Allah. So they rushed, they rushed out. By the time we're getting out, somebody came to check our neighbor upstairs and parked Allah behind the car. <laughs> this is Joshua. I can't tell. So you know what? He went to the Allah and he was trying to open the door. That, wow, our car is here. So I waited for a while. There's a way you talk when you are rich. <laughs> I said, it's not that one. They were all like, which one? I said, is this one? Everybody went, wow. I said, God, we are awesome. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. That was when I told her the first service that for 250000 I gave it to a man. So I got another car, and shortly after, I was married then. And then my son and my wife, we just saved to get a car. And my mechanic brought a man. He said, the man wanted to buy the car. I said, I was selling for 1.5 or so that time. And the man just stood at the front of my house and said that, ah, all my life, an elderly man, I've always prayed that one day, one day I will use a car in my life. And that I only have 250, I have to go and say, I just said that, pay the money to my account, take the key, go. That's why I said that I know, I knew from when I was, and I still know very well, my shape. What I can never do is business. If I do business, I will give out all the products. Shall I, 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 I told the first time, my mom sent me when I was like nine or so to go and buy fish. A market was close to her house. And she, she, she used to buy that fish every week. Long fish are to cook vegetable. And he said, that it is, he said this is six nine or so. I said, okay, ma. So I got to the woman I used to buy for her, and I told the woman that. I said, I know your mom now. And I said, okay, that she said I should buy one. And the woman just said, it's naira. I said, her mom, her mom said, it's naira. I said, okay. She just said it under her breath. You know the way business people do, market people. How much are we making out of this whole thing that you are pricing like this? Compassion just gripped me. I just gave her the ten around me. <laughs> my mom beat. <laughs> when I got there, I said, where's my change? I said that the woman... I said, Mommy, I just pity the cell. You pity, you didn't pity your mom. Come here. <laughs> so, so selling anything, I understand that it, it, it just doesn't work with me. You know, so I the former venue, we left our ACs and our chair, some other things there. The the cloud the ACs and we have a 1,000 Macue tents on Toy. So a new church moved in and they were trying to say that okay, we even left a 110 kVA generator. I said, we do want, so they said, the pastor said that, ah, okay, what they, they will pay for some of it and everything. Captain D just came, and all the, uh, Pashade is a real business person, even though she works in a bank. Pastor, Captain D is strict and tough. I said, Pashade, rule number one, our interaction with this church, Emma Dasi, said, you are out. Said, they must not talk to you, must not talk to them. Because they all know, they knew that I will end up saying, that the Lord will want us to give them everything. So they removed me completely from the equation. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> when we came, I said, we won't give our all to anybody for that. This all, we cannot do too many activities. It's going to involve a lot of things. The two, three times that people have used this all, as a non, uh, non-church members have used this all, it was me that broke the rule. That would beg and beg and beg and after the last one, they told me that, you know what? Apart from three people, if they want to do a recording, Nathan, Pastor Nathaniel, they'll say, Ashala, we are not giving our all out to people. I said, I read. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody wanted to use this. The only one that I, I, I mean, that one, I, at least I boasted a little about it for them. Somebody had a, one wonderful woman. She wanted to have a woman uh, a conference, and she said she would use air. That was like uh, two years ago or so. She's now, she lives in America. So she came to Nigeria. She used to come to church. Here when I said, and they said, oh, Madam, we, we can even say, Mommy, we can partner with you. The church will give you some money to rent it all. But that the logistics and everything, eventually I persuaded them so they allowed her. And um, <laughs> when she was true, she just came on a Sunday morning. 
and gave the church a check of one million. And I said, eh -huh. See, I was led to allow her. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because we told her, don't pay anything, don't worry. Because for me, uh, all, all the people have used this all, we have all just telling them that don't worry. Don't worry about anything. Even diesel will buy for you. If we give something, give it completely. Yeah. One of the reasons, if you let people pay a little, there's a kind of ownership mentality that comes in. If you want to help, help completely. So let them know they are here out of the goodwill of the members of the church, not that they gave anything. Oh, okay, we'll pay for this. No, no. Hallelujah. Is someone blessed this morning? Let's rise. Glory to God. God is good. <laughs> I pray that the Lord will show you. He will show you. All of you under the sound of my voice who are working in offices, whereas you are a field person, I pray that the full revelation will come to you. Those of you that are doing a particular work that involves you doing the same thing every day, yet by your personality you are the type that you love changes, challenges, and new things. The Lord will lead you into what he has created you for, what you are cut out for, in the name of Jesus Christ. As soon as we share the grace, begin to, can you project this last number? Begin to send your area of interest to this number. We must practice what we are teaching. We can help you announce others who are interested in the same thing you are interested to join you. We only ask you to wait and see them by yourself after service. I want every member of each other to belong to a group of five to ten people doing something amazing for God out there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah. Let's have a group of 10 people who go to enlightened secondary school about sex. You would not imagine what those kids know right now. Yeah. There was a lady that started coming and she was in uni like then. She was a pharmacy student. They posted her to a particular female school in Lagos. She was in CU Fellowship in school, but she was a member of this church. She was in the media also. And then she told me that her fellowship in Unilag posted her to be going on Sunday morning to talk to those girls in their chapel in that girls' school. Popular girls' school. I don't want to mention that you all know in Lagos. Said the first time she went there, almost said, oh God, all kinds of things that she saw. Rape cases, girl to girl, different things. Me, I didn't even know. I said, really? So she told me that she was having a challenge to come to church on Sunday and then to go to that school on Sunday morning. I said, you know what? Leave our church. Go there. Here, you only hold camera. There, you are saving those girls. I said, bye-bye. Please go. You are released. Kingdom is bigger than a church. But I'm asking groups who will go and talk to these secondary school students. Some of you can have a body for little children. You don't even know what to do with little children. You just have a body. You act every day. That's why you need to be in a group. When you sit down with six others, somebody will give a direction of this is how we are going to do it. You are thinking about it, but you don't have an idea. Maybe your own part, God just wants to initiate the thoughts. 
Someone else will give flesh and blood to it. This is the beauty of being in a church. I think about people with HIV. I don't know what to do. I just, it comes to my mind. Fine. By the time you see with seven people, somebody will come and say, this is how, this is where they usually go, this is how, this is what we can do. Oh, you know, not to embarrass them, not let people know what we do, this is how we go about it, and they will feel comfortable responding if we go this way. There will always be a wisdom person among the group. Who will tell, there will always be somebody also who will be the bold one, who will tell you how to take steps. Well, somebody will be there that will be like, okay, you know what, if you go that way, they will not like it because they don't want people to know that they are battling this thing. Let's just do it this way. That's the beauty of people coming together. Hallelujah. Let's give our offering this morning. Lord, thank you. I'm going to passionately appeal to everybody. Tomorrow morning, all over Facebook, we are projecting, number one, um, Mercy Encounter London. They are, the flyer will be, the e-flyer will be on every available platform immediately after the service. Monday morning, that is what we are sharing. And then, Island service is starting not in July now, August. Please help me share that one also. And uh, maybe next week of upper, we will start talking about third service. First service is going to be 7 to 8.30. Second service will be uh, 9 to 10.30. And third service will be 11 to 12.30. I'm going to have, that one will not start until next. I want to meet with all the workers first because I'm a considerate person. We will plan. I don't expect all the workers to do all the three services. So you do two already. So what you do is I choose two out of three. And we are going to draw a roster. So only me and the pastors will do all the three. By the grace of God, we have decided to work for Jesus. No turning back. He just... Sing it, say no turning back. <laughs> Amen. So they call leaders, Pastor CEC. Even if we get to 10 services, me and them, we do the 10. What we should do is that let's build on time. From July to December, we'll be putting funds together to build or to buy a land first. And it's going to be several acres. Because we must make room for expansion without moving out of the location. They do get that. That's why we must get a very massive land. So that if we want to expand on the total, we won't have to leave that location. We are tenants here. And uh, we still have two more years here that we have paid for. But by the grace of God, we can use those two years to build something. But the first thing we are going to do that in six months, we are going to raise money to buy land. Land in the Kedja is, is outrageous. You hear acres and you hear billions upon billions. Of, but you know, we are not intimidated. Greater is it that is in us. There is only one principle. The Lord will not stretch you and make you do what you cannot do. It's very simple. Do what you can. God will do what he can. Did you get that? So when we start every month, you are not out to impress anybody. If I can give 50000 every month, that is about all we are going to do. If you can do 100, anybody, just according to what, if anybody can do 500 every month, all Jesus requires is that the Lord will not multiply nothing. But if all you have is two loaves and five fishes, put it down. God will multiply. Did you get that? So Christianity does not stretch anybody to start a church is building. No, we are all in trouble. No. Just ask yourself, what best can I do? The Lord's anointing will come upon. If we say we are putting together 10 billion, physically speaking, all of us here cannot put together 10 billion. At least, I know most of you. 
So if we say in one month, we want to put together 10 billion. Uh, so, but you know what? If what we do by ourselves is just 100 million, grace can come upon that. What we are supposed to buy, somebody can give us. I get what I'm saying. Yes. So I believe so much in the power of God when men have done their best. This is what I want to do as an individual. Then leave the rest to God. That is it. Glory to God. We are in for a great time. Please, begin to pull down your name. If you want to attend the class, I'll be taking last Friday, last Sunday of every month, 5 to 7. The first one will be in this June. It is called ministry class. Ministry class. And I'm talking about gifts, assignments, and how to develop it. First of all, I will bring in in between. The lecture might run for a batch for like maybe uh, 12, 12, 10 to 12 uh, meetings. In between, I will bring consultants who are spirit-filled Christian to help you draft a form that will help you know what talent and gift you have. It's a serious training. It's not, I'm not preaching in that meeting. We'll be using slides and points. You have to understand who you are, your shape, how you can function. We're talking about different types of ministry and the one we don't know of that can come from your heart. And then we're talking about what should a minister know? If I find myself in a nation where I'm just alone there, what do I do? How do I know what business resonates with my personality and all those questions? There are questions that can actually help you call your attention. And then we talk about the place of being filled with the Holy Spirit in doing things. How do you hear the voice of God? And how do you know that something is a thought or a voice of God? What is the separation between soul and spirit? How do I know that what I'm thinking now is what God wants me to do or is it just me? Is it me? Is it God? I think I preached along that line before. Is it me? Is it God? How do you really, really know? And this extends to marriage. So, okay, I love this guy. How do I really know? This is God's will for me, or this is my lust at work, or this is just my desire. And this is very important. So, I'm going to Canada. Am I supposed to go? Because understand this also. Who you are matters in success. Where matters. There are some seeds that don't grow in Nigeria. If you go to a nation where you're not supposed to be, you have just killed yourself. Whereas some people are here also, if they don't go, their best will not come out. Did you get that? You are hearing of Daniel today, you are talking about Daniel because he went to Babylon. When he was in his country, nobody heard anything about him. It is in the destiny of some people to move. If they don't move, they will die in oblivion here. And it's destiny of some people to stay. If they move, they will be like, uh, what's the name of that woman? Naomi. Who moved? The husband died. Firstborn died. Secondborn died. Some have traveled out to go and lose everything. See, shift is very important. You can leave your job. And the things of life, sorry I'm saying, they show us this every now and then. I'm a, I'm a Chelsea fan. All of you that love football, you will see this a lot in football. Some players will come. Did they join Chelsea and his name went up? Some other players left. Kaka became world player personally in AC Milan. He moved to Real Madrid and that ended his career. Eddie Nazar left Chelsea. Some players moved from one club to another and the career ended. Some from one club to another and then just went up like that. Costa came to Chelsea Costa and then just became top striker, almost one of the best players in Europe. Some will just move to one club and that will be it. Why some will move to that club and that will be the end of it? Movement is very important. You need to pray very well about movement. 
from Lagos to Abuja, or Lagos to Portacourt, Lagos to Canada, Lagos to UK. It's not every offer you jump at. You must be careful when it comes to movements. Especially if you're already doing well to an extent. Because you can move just about where your breakthrough is coming. And just move. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is very important. I had like four friends that we left to here. They went to do masters abroad. Some of us did our own online. They went there physically, went there to do masters abroad. They came back with regrets. One came back and he said that the job he got in Nigeria, one twenty thousand per month, he was upset. The one that was earning about three point five million every month was the one that never did any master. And you now know what? After doing that for years, the office now sent him last year abroad officially. We're still working with them now and increase increasing his salary. Your flight must not be in the haste. The couple that gave the testimony who wanted to, they were considering aborting the baby. That day I was preaching like this. In between the message, I just up and I said that if you're a Christian couple and you're thinking of aborting baby, you must not. They were in UK. It shocked them when I said so. They are probably watching us now. But two months ago when I was in UK, I prayed for the That was when the wife delivered the baby and I was privileged to be around that time. And the man came to say, can I tell the story of this baby? You were, uh, were the ones that God used to, to speak to. We were contemplating and aborting the baby. And he said, we just put on our phone and your message came and just said that the Christian and the two of them sobbed and said, oh, no, Lord, you can't, it can't be clearer than this. Sometimes when I've entered a message and I'm talking like this, then that is the message for somebody. Why do I have a feeling that somebody needs to say no to the offer I just got of traveling? Maybe for school or for whatever. And why am I getting to confirm us that somebody, your plan to move is the right plan? Move. The Holy Spirit will let you know which one. I just spoke to some people right now. And some people watching me right now. Yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. We love you. We worship you. Father, we ask as we give that you bless every seed and bless every giver. Let there be harvest, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you are a Christian, you take the offering. If you are a Christian, you must put on your Facebook page, Mercy Encounter London and Island Starting on God, those two flyers. If you know anybody living in London, send their number to Director Desolas' number. WhatsApp, their WhatsApp number. Anybody living in London, um, can you all donate one person each? <laughs> donate a soul. If you know anybody in London, send their number, then inform them so we are not just barging into their privacy. Inform them that I'm giving you your number to my church. They will invite you for Mercy Encounter so you will not be surprised when they call you. Okay? So please, number collation starts today. We should clap now. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. Where is this last number? Okay, that's the number going up there. That's the WhatsApp group. We built a WhatsApp group for London people already. So this number... Please, store the number. Send the number of anybody you know in London to this number. Store the number now. Bring out your phone now. Store it now. Store it now, 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 now. Thank you. 
If you are a Christian, story now. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> if your neighbor is not storing it, you need salvation. Store it now. Amen. <laughs> it might be on your ticket to heaven. <laughs> so, start it over now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you. Please make sure you keep the number. Send the number through. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.